This is the Orange Podcast. Conversations with Orange City Council for the local community. Thanks for tuning in to the Orange Podcast. What does a museum mean to you? Some say it's a place to dive deeper into history. Others might say it's a place to learn, but sometimes a museum is often a place that can spark debate, a place for people to question a certain moment in time and the way that it's been documented. Orange Regional Museum's new exhibition that opens this week gives us a chance to ask those questions about the history of our local region, but debate on history later. First up today, we hear from Orange Mayor Reg Kidd, who takes us back to when the annual Cherry Blossom Festival was held right here in town, starting in the 40s and going through right until the early 70s. But let me ask you this, why would someone put air from Mount Canobolis in a can? We're here at the Orange Regional Museum and with me is Mayor Reg Kidd. Reg, we're obviously inside the Inherit exhibition at the moment, a brand new long-term exhibition. Talk us through in general how great it looks in here. Oh, look, it's just absolutely marvellous. Uh, I got a bit of a sneak preview a week ago and then again in this morning. Every time I come in, there's something different that I notice that I haven't noticed before. So it's a must for everybody in our region. Children through to older people, get down here. There'll be something that really tickles your fancy, I can tell you. And Reg, when you say that there is something for everyone, talk us through what one of the objects were that really stood out to you when you had your sneak peek. Well, look, one in particular, because my aunt, uh, who's no longer with us, was a cherry blossom queen, and I remember as a young person the cherry blossom festival here in Orange, the balls, the street parade, all the activities that went with it were fantastic, and it's a can. We're in 1961 to raise some money for the festival. Some of them come up with a great idea of getting fresh air from the top of Mount Canobolis and selling little cans of it, and on, it's got instructions on it. If you feel down, just have a whiff of it. And uh, on the back it says it's uh, from ozone, from top of Mount Canobles, which is the highest peak between here and the Indian Ocean, and we all learnt that at school. That really tickled my fancy. It's such a simple little thing. And where, where it's situated in here is this incredible canvas painting of Mount Canobles. And why that tickles my fancy is that it's done in about 1930-odds and there's no towers on top of Mount Canobles. That's what Mount Canobles used to look at. And we think it's sort of from around uh, Boronore Caves looking back towards the mountain. And uh, it's, it's beautiful painting and uh, that. And then I, just the little things, I just thought, uh, and I made the comment to you, over there looking at those scales, well, what happened? It would be my era. You know, new mums um, used to go down to the clinic and have their babies weight to sort of check if they're putting on weight and so forth. So I was probably in those at one stage or another, and my sister and my brother and lots and lots of uh, babies that were born in Orange would have been on in that little cradle that sits on top of the scale. So, and uh, everyone knows Ben Hall and uh, Neely and Gilbert were pretty rough sort of bush rangers, and uh, all eventually got caught up with and shot and hung. But um, they tried to. Uh, go to a homestead once and it was a Mr and Mrs Campbell and um, what they did, they set their uh, sheds on fire and killed a very very important racehorse they had but uh, wanted them to come out and she wouldn't come out, she was shooting at them with her husband and loading his rifles and held them off, the only people only to hold that, the whole gang off and uh, the people of the district and the governor got that silver a pern done which is a 
thing that sits in the middle of the table and you put candles in it and all sorts of things. And um, that was acquired by the museum with the help of a lot of Orange businesses about four or five years ago and cleaned up. And it's now part of our permanent collections that we have here and it's probably valued at $200,000 now. But Australia's first ever woman heroine. You know, it was from this district, and that's a big call, you know. We, we, we honour all these males, I suppose, for various things, and that was probably one of the most significant gifts given from a district and a governor of a state to a female for her bravery against this really mob of ruffians. So I think you know, mm. that's worth looking at. And, Reg, so you say that obviously there are so many artefacts and so many different things on display in here. Why should someone bring their family, come on down and check it out? Well, look, you could spend hours in here and there's so many things that uh, even the kids can do. You can go out then, grab a cup of coffee, uh, they can have a run around on the grass. I encourage you to bring the kids in, go up and on the top of the regional museum. I'm not allowed to say this, but I am. With the kids, you've got to roll down the grass. You've got to be able to say, in 20 or 30 years' time, I roll down that grass, I have. Uh, you know, sit outside, have a milkshake, have a cup of coffee, go over perhaps to the library, regional gallery then come back in again if the kids get a little bit bored so that you can spend a full day down here very, very easily. This exhibition has a way of drawing people in. Museum manager Mary Liz Andrews. Yeah, look, I'm really happy. We've got beautiful objects here that tell a really diverse story of, of li living in the region across you know, a period of, of a couple of hundred years right back to quite ancient times. Where does the material come from? So we have material in this exhibition from our own collections at Orange Regional Museum, but we are also extremely grateful that we've got 42 lenders from across the region, and those are the community-run museums and historical societies, as well as the Orange um, Local Aboriginal Land Council. Um, we have private lenders, and we also have um, a couple of objects that have come in from national and state institutions across Australia. Some of these will be fairly, very rare and then have, perhaps haven't seen a live lay for a while. Yeah, a lot of the material hasn't been out for a long time, but also I just think it's fabulous to bring it together. Whether we've seen some of the items before or not, I think the fact that we have the opportunity to bring together items from across the region and tell these interconnected stories of the people who've lived here and shared their lives here and who influence the way we live our lives today and our identity here in the region is just a really special opportunity. What are you hoping will happen when, in the mind of someone who comes to see it? What, are you hoping for change, education? Uh, what's it about for you? I think for me it's always about people connecting with the objects and the stories that they tell. I think, as I mentioned, it's a diverse range of objects um, and I think that that gives the opportunity for people to find something, something they can relate to, whether it's a little pair of slippers that are so beautifully decorated that remind them of a special occasion that they or their children had, whether it's a school book that might have been used in, in school, whether it's, um, I know that um, we've had a fa fairly good reaction to our can of air from Mount Canoblis because that brings back memories of the Cherry Blossom Festival because that's, it was a novelty item for that. And that's certainly a huge part of living memory of, of many people in Orange. As you look through some of the labels that are there telling people the stories and some of the details, 
there are some details there that might surprise some people. Um, traditional views of history and, 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 and is it, whether it's the role of a, an exhibition to surprise people and, and make them think of things differently. For example, um, one of them talks about the Wars of Bathurst in 1821. For people who aren't familiar with the Wars of Bathurst, is it a good thing for an exhibition to, 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 to surprise them and make them wonder about new things? Yes, certainly I think it's problematic whenever we erase problematic parts of our history. History is not always easy, um, but I think if we try and make it easy in every instance, then we're not doing it justice. A traditional history book view of history would would start at the beginning and then would uh, have a series of dates and events. How is uh, an exhibition like this different? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, history books traditionally start the story of the um, of this region with the crossing of the Blue Mountains in 1813, um, and they talk about the kind of progressive development of agriculture, pastoralism, and the towns and cities that are part of this region. And we will we do have those stories as part of a part of this exhibition, but we start from a very different viewpoint. We start from the voices um, and the experiences of the people who've lived here and work outwards. So you won't find a timeline and you won't find a section called the Gold Rush, but you will find a set of scales that were used um, at OFA, um, the, the town obviously that most people locally will know is where the first gold in the region was discovered. And you will find chalices and a communion plate that were used in the um, church that was built there within a couple of years of the discovery of gold and so really it it is that idea of um, the people that lived through those times what were their experiences rather than setting that framework of this was the gold rush and then we move on to something else. Part of that package means that history is a is a series of debates and different perspectives rather than just a, a traditional view though. Yeah, and I think if you get to that point where you're looking at people's experiences and you're looking at those stories in detail and you're building an exhibition where people can make connections across. So, for instance, um, right up at the beginning of the exhibition, we have a trunk that was bought by Katerina Hahn to this country when she came from a town on the Rhine just around the time of the 1848 revolution. Times were really tough and her older brother and his family came out to Australia and they brought her with them. That object is in here in that instance to talk about the idea of faith because that's something else that that family brought with them. They were part of the very early Catholic community in Karkor. But in another section of the exhibition, we actually have the image of of her brother, Ingelbert Hahn, and um, and his wife, Anna Maria, and we can go into some more of that biographical detail. So I think we build up that picture of those people and those connections across, um, rather than, as I said, kind of give you the ABC of how history unfolded. And if you make those connections yourself, I think that's a more meaningful way of actually approaching history. Insight on what is inside the doors at Orange Regional Museum from manager Mary Liz Andrews. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Be sure to head down to the museum to check out the Inherit exhibition that opens on this Saturday, the 5th of September. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll talk to you next week. Bye now.